Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the At Betches podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, co-host of Mention It All. Dana Samuel, manager of When's Happy Hour and You Up Pod Instagrams. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld, also co-host of the Mention It All podcast and manager of shopbetches.com. All right. When we're both on this podcast together, we got to figure out something different to say because yeah. I feel like it's it's like <laughs> a double dose of mention at all. And Dana's over here like feeling left out, and I just floundering. I Dylan, you know, I mean you- Dana, thanks for coming on our second podcast together. Thank Dana. you both for coming on my <laughs> podcast. Dana, do you feel like shit right now? I just want to ask. Don't be rude. Um, for unrelated reasons, my answer is yes. Wow, that is very <laughs> relatable. Like I'm happy to be here, but I wouldn't say that I'm like happy in general (laughs) (laughs) you know we're just all trying to make it through this uh taxing year and holiday season and yeah yeah that's it that's all we can do today we're gonna start with olivia jade's red table talk appearance uh much awaited since it was announced yesterday uh (laughs) the kardashians have canceled their christmas party for the first time since any of us were born and rob kardashian is still battling with black china in court because some things never end. Uh, we're going to talk about Warner Brothers' decision to release all of their 2021 films directly on HBO Max. And we're also going to talk about the special episode of Euphoria, which we have all watched and I believe we all have a lot of thoughts about. Uh, first of all, Dana, can you tell us what's happening at Betches? Of course. As always, please make sure you're subscribed to the Bachelor Breakdown newsletter. It goes out every week on Wednesdays, so you'll get that in your inbox tomorrow afternoon. It's recaps of every episode, any, you know, intense moments, cringeworthy moments. There's funny quotes, memes, tweets, everything that you would want all in one convenient location. Again, being your inbox every Wednesday. You can subscribe at Betches.co slash Bachelor Breakdown. And also be sure to listen to the app Betches pod, or excuse me, app Betches, of course, <laughs> but the Bachelor podcast, new episodes every Wednesday as well. <laughs> and while you're there, please go to shop.betches.com and check out all of our new merch, especially since the holidays are coming up. We have tons of giftable items such as candles, mugs, sweatshirts, sweatpants, wine glasses, because I know we're all working from home. We're all drinking. So there's a lot of stuff there. We have greeting (laughs) cards, everything for your loved ones, your family or just yourself. So again, go to shop.betches.com. Fun fact, we just published our 2020 Betches holiday gift guide. And we this year we did it a little different. We got some crowd picks from Betches employees. And there are a couple shop Betches items on there. So go check that out. Shop.betches.com as well. Lots of good stuff. Guys, can we get right into Olivia Jade? Because I know we all watched this Red Table Talk that came out three hours ago. And we were fucking on it. And okay, I have to say, I... I don't think Olivia deserves like a ton of credit because like at the end of the day, she's like a rich white girl who like did something bad and like is apologizing and (laughs) she doesn't deserve like a massive round of applause, but I will say I was, I was a little impressed watching the red table talk because I thought she carried herself very well. She, I thought she seemed like she had the right attitude 
in this situation. She wasn't defensive at all. Overall, I thought it went about as well as it could have gone. I agree. I I think she looked amazing. Her outfit was perfect. I had a huge problem with her brown matte lipstick, though. Minor (laughs) detail. So two different points that we're making here. But um, let me get into mine. So I think that she did compose herself well. She is still pretty young. Um, She did feel really like remorseful for what happened and that she claims. And I believe that she didn't she was aware of her privilege while this was happening it makes you wonder though I know Dylan actually wrote an article about this and I think you pointed it out in that whether this is all just really good media training because she Mm -hmm. comes from a family Mm -hmm. that you know it's not a foreign concept to them to have undergone some point of media training so I agree that she which I was I was pleasantly surprised by it seemed that she you know, was actively hearing and taking in right. what, you know, the Jada, Willow, and Adrian were Adrian. saying. But then it makes you wonder, okay, was any of this rehearsed? Did you yeah. like, come in sort of knowing what you would say to certain questions if they were going to, like prepping for a job interview? I thought it was interesting when you're talking about rehearsed and like what questions they were going to ask. The one kind of glaring omission was that they didn't talk about the rowing photo that we all saw of her sitting on the rowing machine they didn't really get too much into like the specifics of how it went down like all of that stuff and I'm curious if that was something where I don't know if there's anything ongoing legally where they couldn't really talk about it or you know what the exact situation is but clearly that didn't get brought up and I think that's something that a lot of people kind of wanted to hear about so I would imagine there is a reason why they didn't talk about it, but you know, we might never know that. I will say I really enjoyed Adrian Gam, mm-hmm. Jada's mom, her attitude, because they were talking about before Olivia came to the table that she was really against having her on the show. She thought it was, you know, basically them giving this platform to this, you know, rich white girl who reached out to them for her moment of redemption. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought there was, it was, interesting that she had that perspective and I liked that she wasn't afraid to say it to Olivia's face and Olivia seemed like pretty receptive to that which I appreciated and I like that she even towards the end it seemed and I know you've pointed this out too it seemed like Adrian was not necessarily like oh I'm I've completely flopped and now I'm like pro Olivia and everything Mm -hmm. you know but it seemed like even though towards the end, she's like, okay, I understand what Olivia is saying. I hear all the points that she's making. She still brought up the fact that she was against her coming on and went to specifics about what her hesitations were. And she carried that throughout the entire episode, which I thought was great. I liked how she was verbal about being hesitant, having her on the show and that you saw her give Olivia pushback in the questions and then you're right at the end she was a little like less intimidating towards her and she was like open to hearing what Olivia had to say I do think it was a great conversation and can we also just take a minute to acknowledge how good Adrian looks like it's not fair Every yeah. time I watch Red Table Talk, I'm like, why do Adrian and Jada look the same age? It is no, li- 
I was watching it. I was watching it while I was There's doing other stuff. There's not a wrinkle stuff. among the three of them. No, and every so often I would look up and have to do a double take like, oh shit, that's Adrian. They <laughs> actually, they started releasing Red Table Talk, at least some of the episodes as a podcast. And mm. I listened to it once or twice. Mm. And there were times where it was hard for me to even tell their voices apart because yeah. they just, I mean, they look, talk, very, like they sound very similar. But yeah, and I, I appreciate that because Adrian kind of had this resistance by the end, it really felt like they had had a productive discussion. It didn't feel like it was just kind of like a, st- a stop on the redemption tour for Olivia. She said, you know, I'm not here to, you know, I don't need everyone to like be a fan of me at the end of this. Like, that's not why I'm here. And I I think it's important that she said that because when it was announced that she was going on, kind of the initial gut reaction is like, oh, like she's on the apology tour. And I think it's, it's, it's good to hear that she is kind of aware of that perspective and isn't like really trying to fight back at it, but kind of to really just like be open and lay everything out on the table. She did say she's never done an interview before, which was not that surprising to me because I feel like just because her parents are famous doesn't necessarily mean she is on the same path as them. But it was funny that like she's that they were even like, really, you've never done an interview before. And she was like, no, that was weird to me. Like you did like a Sephora collab and nobody ever like <laughs> interviewed you. Five min- I'm curious. So we talked about how this is like, you know, if she's on an apology tour or whatever, where do you think she kind of is going to go from here? Because she still she's posted in the like year and a half since the scandal broke. She's only posted two YouTube videos. And one of those was like her resurfacing to be like, hi, guys, I miss you, but I can't talk about anything. So she's only posted like one normal video. What do you think is like next for her? Is she just going to go back to YouTube? Is she like working on something bigger? I definitely I think know. YouTube. I was I was going to say, I don't know if people... I think generally people will probably take the same stance that sort of we have about this. And it seems like we all sort of have the same, you know, stance on, on how we feel about how the episode went and how the conversation went. But I wonder if there are going to be people who are still up in arms about certain things that she said. Like I know she talked about recording a YouTube video before all of this happened when she was talking about like I don't even care about school I just want to party and she addressed it and like (laughs) I think she's gonna slowly yeah I don't know but she talked about that and certain other things where hearing about it and having gone through the experience as a normal not rich person applying to college that it's like how the hell did you not realize that xyz was wrong and she addressed that it was because she's in this bubble of wealth and privilege and xyz but i wonder if people are still gonna you know come from her about all that i i i don't have a hard time believing most of what she said i don't really think at this point there's a reason for her to be like you know trying to make herself look good by telling lies but again like that's that doesn't necessarily mean that she is like you know gonna have this amazing success but at the same time I have a feeling most of the people who really were like followers and fans of hers before have probably moved on by now and forgiven her and this interview is only going to help with that so like you know if she starts making YouTube videos again and she still has whatever million subscribers like people are going to watch her videos people aren't going to be like fuck that girl from two years ago who paid to get into USC like her fans I'm sure want her to come back like It's just a question of kind of like the particulars of how she does it, because I have a feeling she wants, 
I have a feeling she has like a five year plan that includes more than just making YouTube videos. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I but agree. if she does makeup tutorials, I'm definitely not going to watch because sorry, <laughs> I'm just not. I can't get past that. that no, but I yeah, the lipstick was to the too lipstick. bad. But like, I also want to mention how like mothering Jada is and how I, I was just I really wasn't going to watch because to be honest, like I don't care. I want to acknowledge how much Dylan loves this and loves Olivia Jade. I just want to talk about that, but like, I just don't care that much, but I'm glad I did watch it because I'm, I'm happy that I saw the way they talk to their guests. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was really cool. And I was like, I want to talk to Jada. Is that your first red table talk? I think I've no, I watched the Jordan Woods one also, but this one I haven't watched in a while. I'm not a consistent red table talk watcher, but when, when it's good, it's great. Like yes. <laughs> I love, I love the Jordan one. Obviously, the Will and Jada conversation mm-hmm. was legendary. I, I the entanglement, and of course, I love the classic episode where Ti came on and was talking about his daughter's hymen. I mean, how could we forget? Of course, how could we forget? <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Moving on, let's talk about the Kardashians. We have a couple uh, little tidbits of Kardashian news. First of all, Chloe announced on Twitter that for the first time since 1978, they are not going to be having their Christmas Eve family party because, quote, actually, I don't know if this is a quote. The pandemic <laughs> must be taken seriously. Well, we've been on this podcast where we talked about the trip they went on for Kim. So I think they probably listened to that episode and they're like, wait, the betches feel a certain way about us. We are to thank in the for pandemic. This. Yeah. So the trip, I'm sorry for everyone. <laughs> let's just say the trip they went on for Kim and talked about their safety precautions. And then a week later, Kendall had her birthday Halloween right. party with right. temperature checks at the door, which doesn't actually mean anything. So I... I, of course, think it is the right decision that they are not having the Christmas Eve party, but I think it's a little rich for them to be like, guys, we have to take this seriously. Really, it is guys, not a joke. Bible, this pandemic is so serious. Bible. I mean, it really, I mean, it, it's something I do look forward to on social media. Like, I, I do love seeing their outfits, the theme, the performers, everything, but in a regular am, year, sure. I, I'm saying I am happy that they're like, no, I, I'm like, shit, guys, come on, you're letting us down. No, no I'm, I'm I'm happy that they are taking a stance, but why didn't all of them post about it? I'm sure they'll still do like the Christmas card and stuff. Like they'll do something. They're just not having like, like, sorry, but like Faye Resnick's not going to get an invite to something. Shoot, or maybe sorry. honestly, Faye might, but like, 
Larsa certainly is. I was just going to say Larsa's cut this year. Sorry. I saw someone post on social media. They were like, what if they are having the holiday party? And she just tweeted that for Larsa. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I think that. It's it's oh. crazy though because they've taken some years off for their Christmas cards too. So I can't believe but that I, we are discussing what this family is gonna do. I know. Whether it's, you know, each of them individually getting glitz and glammed up with their respective child in some like couples Christmas holiday outfit attire, or they do the regular like they're all just in I don't know, tie-dye sweat sets for this year's well, they Christmas did the, card. They did the jeans and a white tee Christmas card a couple of right, years ago. Right, that's why I which, thought it might be know, a little works. more on brand with quarantine with the tie-dye Maybe they'll sets. do like, maybe they'll be in masks or like hazmat suits or face shields, like something topical. No, suits. No, no, you're right. No, that's a no. No. Um, <laughs> moving on to our other uh, Kardashian news, Rob and China are still in court with each other. And they, I recently Oof. their daughter turned four and I was like, wait, that was four years ago that they were it, like, that we were all like held captive, paying attention to Robin Captive. China, that and is they are still, they're still in court. So this week. Are you still texting all the bitches? Yes or no? <laughs> so this, this week's news is that, um, so Black China is basically suing because she's saying that the family like cheated her out of a second season of her show with Rob which they had apparently started filming and so now the production company has to hand over footage that never got aired and then Rob is also suing to try and get footage from Black China's OnlyFans page which I don't know what that has to do with anything like like (laughs) what are what are either of them getting out of this at this point like come on can you imagine being so rich that that you just like sue people for fun to get your money back. Like, I don't understand why these I mean, lawsuits are happening. It's in the news a lot lately, so I can't imagine it, but I have <laughs> never, um, I've never sneaked a peek at black China's only fans page, but I, it could have something to do. You know how Rob posted all the like revenge porn of her. Maybe yes. they're trying to say like, Oh, she has, she's putting it out there herself. <laughs> So now yes. she can't be mad at us. I don't, that's just a, a like vague theory. I have no idea if that's the truth. And but... inside source has just told us that her OnlyFans is not, it's not popping. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I will say, I think it's, I think OnlyFans should have like a free preview. Like they should let you scroll for like 30 seconds before you decide if you want to spend your hard earned money. They oh, we also another inside they, source. Apparently they do. <laughs> I'm dying. Good to know. Maybe I will sneak a peek at Black China's OnlyFans if I can do so for free. Um, I don't think they would let me expense that on the Betches account. Probably try it though. (laughs) No, not for. Just need to look at porn real quick. It's for work. (laughs) I promise. It's like an assignment. And I'm gonna ask for them to expense my case of wine too. No, you get the little 30 second scroll, then it says. Cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, <laughs> she should offer that. Like, even if that's not an OnlyFans feature, Black China should offer that on her page. Like, and then yes. she, just so she can say, "Cut the cameras, dead ass." When your preview's over. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> if you you heard it here first, if that suddenly becomes yes. a thing, so I want my you, uh, royalties. Yeah. <laughs> did either of you ever watch 
Robin China. I feel like of that is like a fever dream. I can't believe that that <laughs> is a real thing that happened. Like, of course I watched that. I just obsessed over, and I know everyone knows it and everyone obsessed over it, but seriously, that are you texting other bitches? Yes or no? And all the memes that came from it and the distortion of China's, of China's mouth and everything when she's doing it. Oh my, I mean, to this day. Angela Renee Kardashian, remember that? (laughs) Well, I love, I just think it's so funny because obviously we know the whole web of like the relationships and everyone dating each other. But like in old school Kardashian episodes, Black China was on the episode just as Kim's friend before, like before the breakups, anything like she was actually like knew them and she went to a pole dancing class with Kim and then all this shit went down and revenge dating and everything. So and back when she was having a baby with Tyga before he got with Kylie, you know, yes, yes, layers yes. upon a layers enough. upon layers. <laughs> we need a like family tree, but of dating and sexual. I history. will say Ooh. whatever the Kardashians are doing for Christmas this year, Black China is certainly not going to be invited. <laughs> That's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know like when the last time is that she and Rob were like in the same room together that wasn't a courtroom (laughs) or a deposition. I know. I would like to be a fly on the wall for that conversation or like the last episode that they filmed of Rob and China, but the uncut version. I I want that lost footage. I didn't think I cared (laughs) until right now. And now I'm like, wait, that might be really really intriguing i'm just wondering the potential of yeah i'm thinking of the potential of all her other like one-liners that she might have thrown in that in that lost footage and they i mean who knows after keeping up with the kardashians ends maybe they'll be looking for you know a little extra project and they'll finally get that on tv (laughs) they bring back robin china well oh my god i'm like vomiting over my words well what about all the other like spinoffs like that they don't talk about that failed like flipping disick no one talked about or flip it with disick whatever (laughs) no one talked about you don't even know what it's called yeah like cocktails with chloe yeah like that all of this happened and no one talked about it fading into the distance well because i feel like all of those spinoffs and stuff that they have like they're never really meant to be like massive. Like they're kind of just little projects and I'm sure they get their checks. And like, other than like, you know, it was embarrassing when Chris's talk show didn't go anywhere, but like, other than something like that, it's like Courtney and Chloe take Miami isn't supposed to be like New York, everything Hamptons. That's what I was thinking of. They just wanted to go on really long vacations. Dash Dash dolls. dolls. Have you guys watched Dash dolls? I did. Malika and Khadija were probably like blackmailing them to get like their own project. (laughs) (laughs) They Um, know too much. (laughs) We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, 
washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am, said mom, I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. So we have Keeping Up with the Kardashians is ending in 2021, but luckily we will have uh, plenty of movies to watch because Warner Brothers announced that all of their 2021 movies are going to be released simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters, and they'll be on HBO Max at no additional charge for one month each. Um, So we're seeing it first. They're doing Wonder Woman at the like on Christmas Day. And then mm-hmm. next year, there's like a whole list of movies. There's the Space Jam reboot, the In the Heights musical, the Tom and Jerry movie, which looks fucking Ooh. weird. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong, The Matrix 4. There's like some pretty heavy duty stuff in here that you would normally expect to be like big, you know, blockbuster yeah, movies that now I'm going to be able to watch like on my iPad while I pretend to work. Right. I was that's what I was getting at. Like where. So is it OK that we're not going to go to work? Like we're not working. We are. We're wor- this working. is work. PSA. Yeah. We're working. You know, <laughs> I think it's interesting because I like I love watching movies. I pay a lot of attention to what's coming out and like on streaming and whatever. Normally, I love going to the movie theater. I have like AMC a list. I go all the time. But obviously this year that has not been an option. Movie theaters in New York City have never reopened this year. So it hasn't even been like a decision that I've made to not go. So, I mean, on one hand, I really miss going to the movies. I definitely am looking forward to going to the movies again when it's safe and appropriate. But at the same time, I'm like, it's kind of nice that no matter what happens with COVID, I can watch like dune in my bed the day it comes out dune (laughs) i yeah it sucks i first of all dylan i mean no lie at all dylan used to come to the office and talk about his like movie theater 
excavations. It was it was <laughs> incredible. But <laughs> I love I, had I just, love the movie theater. I had just found a cute like semi bougie theater that was kind of close to our office in January, and I only got to go there twice before everything shut down. And I Wait, was is like, it wow. Sinopolis in Chelsea? Yes. That has to be it. Yeah. That's it's a really nice movie theater. Wait, I Dylan, remember a while ago, go, <laughs> I go to the movies a lot too, but Dylan and I go to the movies alone. Like that's our yes. hobby. Yeah, so absolutely. one time, so Dylan and I talked about going to the movies once. Do you remember this, Dylan? <laughs> you were basically like, no. <laughs> because we, I can't remember what movie we wanted to see. I wonder if you remember what it was, but we were both going to see it. And we Joker. were literally... I think it no, I saw Joker a few times. I don't know if it was Joker, but Mary's like, I saw Joker 12 times. I would have gone again. (laughs) I did. But I was like, actually, Dean, I think you're right. It might have been Joker. And I was like, oh, I saw it already. I'll go with you again or something. And we he kind of was just like, it's like something I do like on my own. I was like, me too. But I was just being nice, like fine. I don't don't remember the specific situation. I I but uh, the movies are the thing where it's like I don't dislike going with other people, but I like going when I want to go. So yeah, it's the kind of thing for me. Like if I have a Saturday where I don't have any plans, I love to just like wake up and be like, maybe I'll see a movie at 11 a.m. And obviously it's nice that this year I've been doing that like from my own bed, but it's kind of a nice activity to go sit in the theater. So I have mixed feelings about the Warner Brothers thing because, you know, we'll see kind of what happens with like the vaccine and stuff and going to the theater. But like, I wouldn't automatically choose watching it on streaming versus going to the theater. Just I was going to say for the time being and, you know, the state that we're in right now, I think it's phenomenal that they're doing that in regard to COVID. But if it at some point during, you know, who knows when the midst of next year, and the back vaccine is proven to be like effective and it's being mass produced and regular people can get in by regular. I mean, not frontline workers or the elderly or whoever's supposed to be getting it first. I bu- I mean, I'll be thrilled. I've never once felt such, even just talking about it, such like excitement about maybe yeah. being able to go to the theater if I feel like it. I will say <laughs> Dune is coming out the end of next year and I want to see Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet like 40 feet tall. Like I, yes, please. I want that for, uh, for myself, Dana, I want that for you. I know you love Zendaya. Um, so I, I definitely don't want this to be like the end of movie theaters and I don't think it will be, but it'll be interesting to see kind of like how it goes once it's like acceptable to be going again. Cause it I, better I not think... be the end of movie theaters. What are we supposed to do about popcorn and soda? If that's know, the like, case, that's the only no... place you eat popcorn. No, there's but like, no... you know, people that go and just get popcorn yeah, and leave, you know, people have done that. There's no. Barry's like, I've done that. There's no soda that tastes better than one you spent $8 for at a movie theater that's like in a bucket. Can you imagine like, go? so movie theaters have gotten so expensive over the years, but it's like a fun thing to do. Obviously, we've talked about this. Um, And like, you order a popcorn and a soda and they're like, that'll be $24. You're like, what? And it's like my grocery (laughs) shopping for the week. (laughs) This is why I love AMC A-list. Nobody's paying me to say this. I spend like $24 a month. I can see all the movies I want. And then when I, when I want to pay for snacks and stuff, I don't feel guilty because I feel like 
the movie was like kind of free, even though like it's not practically free. right. For the longest yeah, yeah, yeah. time, I used to, and we'll stop gushing about movie theaters. But <laughs> I know <laughs> it's like, time, oh my god, have you ever been to a movie theater? <laughs> my my student ID didn't have an expiration date on it, and I do not age and so I used to always hit them with my student ID and I would get tickets for like seven dollars this is in Connecticut I don't know the rates in the city for that but it was I felt like I was immortal like I I could not be stopped using my and that is a thrill that I've been chasing for about two and a half years now (laughs) the enthusiasm (laughs) that the three of us are talking about about movies and movie theaters right now is on another level and (laughs) like i hope that they invite us to like a free screening for the first movie that opens maybe not the first one maybe like no no yeah you're so right (laughs) yeah sorry sorry i meant for just the three of us to be in the theater like at opposite ends yes like we're there as individuals like in a triangle yeah (laughs) tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, And I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And 
Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Okay, so speaking of what's on HBO Max, we all watched the Euphoria special episode, so some mm-hmm. context The first season of Euphoria was on like summer of 2019. We assumed that season two would be coming sometime in 2020. Um, Unfortunately, the pandemic had other plans. They actually were supposed to start shooting on like March 16th or something. And it got canceled like two days before. So they still have not started shooting season two. So they're giving us these two special episodes to kind of like hold us over and the first one came out this week and it focuses on Rue aka Zendaya's character after the season one finale and then they announced the second one is coming out in January and it's Jules's side of the story after the finale so first of all like how do you feel about this kind of method of like us having something to watch because season two is taking fucking forever like are you do you like it? Do you want more shows to do a similar thing? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I care about yeah. that many shows. Not that, like, I eat, sleep, and breathe Euphoria, but I did watch it right when it came out. I actually had <laughs> made one of our interns give me her HBO login so that I we could have watch in, it. We have interns? It, this so was this- in 2019 when it came out. Oh. And we we had people we were in an office with employees and interns. Yes. Um, but so I watched all of it immediately and then I watched it again with one of my friends. And I was I was excited when I saw I can't remember when, but at some point this summer, I think there were either paparazzi shots or maybe she posted a story or something of Zendaya going to table reads for season two. And I saw something on TikTok of her and Jules, who Hunter Schaefer, at the beach, rec- filming something, and I'm wondering now if it if it had something to do with maybe Jules's side of these yeah. special episodes, because obviously there was no beach feature in the Rue episode. Right. But I was like, okay, excellent. There's something coming out. This is like, if nothing else, a very visually pleasing show to watch. Yeah. I it's like uh, this Go the ahead. way that Euphoria did this. Like, I don't think this would be the the way that another show could execute the yeah. way that Euphoria did. And I yeah. thought that, like what you just said, Dana. Like, I was bl- I was blown away at number one the acting, and we all know it was one scene, it was one location, a few camera shots, and I was just like, holy shit, this is like really bringing me in. And they, the, the, the special episode or the whole Oh yeah, the special season. episode. I, oh yeah. I think the thing with Euphoria is that like it is such a massive production. Normally there's so many characters. They have like a million and a half different scenes that they're cutting between. Like everybody has their own storylines. Like the the way it's the shot, costumes. like all the lighting and stuff. It's crazy. Like, and I think that's a big part of the reason. I was listening to an interview with Barbie Ferreira, who plays Kat, and she was saying how like 
this isn't a show that you can like half-ass. You can't have a skeleton crew. Like you can't have like, you know, there's no way to do it unless you can like really do it. And they're not going to do a whole season that like looks like shit. So I feel like I, I appreciate that they really got creative and Sam Levinson, the creator talked about when they were, you know, delayed kind of rethinking, like, how can we do something? And I think they, I think they pulled it off in a really interesting way. It's, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a normal episode of Euphoria. So I think that's like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think you have to like have the right expectations. (laughs) Cause if you went in like expecting to see like Maddie and Cassie and Kat and like all of them, like I would be a little disappointed, but that's not what it is. That's not what they said it was going to be. So I thought it was really interesting. And I do think it kind of gave us more of a, an introspective look at the main character than we normally would get because there's so much going on in the show usually. Right. And without giving too much away, um, if you haven't seen the special yet and want to know like what to expect, it's basically the, I don't know how, how much time has passed, but it's after spoiler alert. If you haven't seen season one, Jules leaves Rue at the train station when they were supposed to be running away together. So it's after that point, um, Rue has relapsed and she's speaking with her sponsor, Ali. And it's literally the entire episode is just a conversation. It's just a back and forth between them. I think it's like maybe like a week or two later because the it was like the winter formal was the dance in oh, the finale. you're right. And then this is Christmas Eve. Christmas so it's definitely Eve, yeah. like... Okay, so I have a little conspiracy theory that I'm dying to know what it I is. Want to bring up. <laughs> so, in the special episode, where we, we get a lot more insight into Ali, super interesting. Coleman Domingo is like an amazing actor. So he has two daughters, and one of them is like really resentful of you know stuff that he's done his life, whatever. And we find out that her name is Marie, and this is important because earlier in quarantine this year. Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria, wrote and directed a movie called Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya and John David Washington, who I'm in love with, Denzel's son. <laughs> He's in Tenet. Um, they shot this movie called Malcolm and Marie, and it's coming out on Netflix in February. And in my mind, it's a Euphoria spinoff, even though I don't think it like is. I think that like in theory, it's the same Marie. Okay, not that I'm disappointed in this, but I thought that it was totally going to be like a conspiracy theory about the episode that we watch. And I'm a little disappointed because I was like, oh, maybe he has some insight. But like, it's that's not what I was expecting. I don't think there's much left to be like. That's why I was like, I'm dying to know his conspiracy theory about the episode. (laughs) They just they brought up a lot of. First of all, Dylan and I were talking about this yesterday, maybe. And I. I like my brain was rattled about if and we came to the conclusion maybe in like Sam's brain they're just existing in the same universe like in euphoria land right but obviously they it can't exactly be that because Zendaya obviously there's not going to be some big revelation that like she's Ali's daughter because it would make sense though if if Ali kind of like sees Rue like right his daughter and then like we see kind of I mean like I don't think they're gonna come out and be like this movie's a euphoria spinoff but like maybe (laughs) in in the mental universe somewhere there's a connection that's all I'm saying I don't think it's like I don't think we're getting like a euphoria movie 
Right. I think the the special just like I thought that it brought up a lot of good conversation too that people can have outside of just like okay this this conversation was had because like Zendaya is an addict and she was in recovery and then she relapsed like one two three times throughout the season and in this episode alone that it happened but they brought up some really interesting like conversations about things that are happening like societally that were happening to us in real life like about Black Lives Matter and then they were talking about just dealing with addiction and struggling with it every single day even if you are someone who's in recovery even if you're not using anymore and like the mental and physical strain that it can have on you and how you have to like choose to stay clean every single day and I think that a lot of people may not realize how heavy that is for people who deal with addiction especially especially if you don't know someone who is like clean or sober yourself like if you don't have anyone like that in your life so I think it's I think it's something like it was a lot of parts were really eye-opening even like I, I like knowing someone who goes through that in real life and then just like being a black woman I still found a lot of the conversation like, oh, that's, that was a really good point. And I got emotional towards the end off of something that, that Rue's may, character said. I may have shed a tear. Yeah, I liked <laughs> how the several. conversation was also a lot of listening. Like each person yeah. that spoke, it was they showed Zendaya like well, Rue listening to what the person was saying, just yeah. like they asked that waitress and I forgot her name in in the episode but they said like how long have you been clean and then they she gave her her story and Mm -hmm. it was just a different perspective so I thought the whole thing was done really well and I am excited to see Jules's episode and you know that's going to be completely different than this one it's it's weird because it's like obviously it's going to be different because Jules is not you know, an addict that's just relapsed and whatever, like it's going to be a different scenario, of course. But also on Euphoria, the whole first season was from Rue's perspective, essentially. She was narrating. We were Mm -hmm. kind of seeing her opinions on other people's storylines. And we know that she's not a reliable narrator all the time. We saw in this episode that they didn't actually get the lip tattoos, which was like a interesting reveal. Um, So it'll be interesting to see not only like, a new part of the story but also like a new way of storytelling because it's not Rue's perspective right I wonder if this is also going to serve as like a transition maybe Jules is going to be narrating season two because you know how everyone was like freaking out at the end and again spoiler alert if you haven't seen the season and saying like oh Rue committed suicide at the end and I mean which obviously not having seen this the special episode, but if they're so Dana wouldn't be this calm. (laughs) It's not Zendaya in real life. I know, but still the character, (laughs) you wouldn't want to lose her. Uh, Yeah, but I would still watch. I'm yeah, I'm super excited to see. We'll have to talk about the jewels special when it comes out next month. It's like January 24th, I think. Yeah. Kind of a long wait. I thought we were getting two episodes in December, but you know, I will soldier on. For one more Not month. the first time we've been let down in 2020. It's fine. God knows. Yeah, <laughs> they I just really <laughs> hope they can get the second season going and actually get it done in 2021 because who knows? Yeah, and they seem like they're a cast and crew that are taking 
COVID everything really seriously. So, I mean, it, it, it'll be worth the wait for the quality of show that they obviously all want to put out and that we obviously all expect and for it to be done safely. Let's just all be they safe. expect nothing less. <laughs> nothing less than the best. Please blow me away. <laughs> I think that it'll be worth the wait seeing the quality of show that they want to put out because I mean see if you haven't seen season one just go watch it even if you don't think it's it's really your thing it's it's the production quality is phenomenal and I just watched it recently and I'm angry that it took me so long but I'm glad that I'm here (laughs) yeah it's great and hopefully season two when it's safe to do so will be just as fantastic but otherwise there's plenty of shit to stream and there's even more coming next year but I'm looking forward to it you guys this was this was a great episode great I feel like we unpacked a lot here fun chat fun chat (laughs) we did sorry I was I'm I'm struggling a little bit you guys I don't feel too hot but you know what I'm thinking that it's gonna blow over and like it's all gonna blow over (laughs) you're gonna feel better in like 10 minutes I promise Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Dylan, where can we find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer. And make sure to follow at Bravo by Betches if you love Housewives and other Bravo content. You can find me at dmichelle1l4es on Instagram. And also be sure to follow When's Happy Hour and You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram at Barry Rosenfeld. And also don't forget to follow Shop Betches on Instagram and check out shop.betches.com for all some goodies. Thanks. Betches.